Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the Hitman. Along with me as always, he's booted up and ready to rock. It's Robbie Harmlessly. Hello. So I'm still suggesting that you're a robot and not a human. Despite the fact that people have now met you at a live event and can confirm. Well, it depends. The Terminator is quite a convincing... Are you saying you're the Terminator? <laughs> no, I'm saying it's possible in, <laughs> in <laughs> film. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, well, you've never seen us both in the same room, man. <laughs> uh, okay, so we are today reviewing Series 2, Heat B. We've had a bit of a break for a while, f- you know, from the old episodes. and yep, Going back to the 90s. Yeah. I think when we left off, we were in full-blown tinfoil hat mode at the mad conspiracy that the last episode ended with. Yeah, we struggled remembering what happened last episode, and then all we could come up with was we knew it was like some sort of horrible Sir Killalot-focused episode, and it ended with controversy. And I have a feeling that's the running theme of season two, controversy. Mm. Yeah, it's supposed to be a competition, but there seems to be motives yeah, even in the background. This, this episode, when we were watching it, it didn't feel as bad, but I do still have a couple of moments where I thought things were being influenced to favour certain robots over other ones. It's crazy when you think about it, isn't it? Yeah. It's a robot competition, and they're clearly trying to fix it. It's amazing. <laughs> when you sit things, and think about yeah. how it's something that's a bit of fun. Yeah. There's no prize money. No, There's no, no prize, and they still... It still, still seems to be rigged, in a way. some... Somewhere along the production line, people are taking it seriously enough to want to rig it. It's amazing. Okay, so do we just jump right in? Yes. Yep. Brilliant. Yes. So Craig Charles, of course, is the presenter. Having <laughs> well done, man. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember bits and pieces. Good. Good. Uh, but yeah. it, he's the first line of defense, Craig Charles. First line of defense, man. That defense, like unless he can charm the enemy into submission, yeah. it's just not going to happen. That's, I mean. <laughs> The worrying thing is, when they said that, I just thought, oh my God, there is somebody on the production team back in the 90s whose job was to come up with a silly thing to say before introducing someone. And yep. I thought, but that's that's what I do on our podcast. <laughs> I come up with stupid things to say before I introduce things. God, you're right. There's someone doing what I do, but on right there in the 90s. And he's thinking, oh, the best I've got is first line defense. defense. And, and I'm looking at all the ways I describe the bots and all the banter I come up with. And I'm like, man, that's the best I could do. So you can relate to this this guy. I can. Whoever's having to write the jokes for Craig Charles, I relate to. You know his whole thought process. Yep, You're basically pressure. him. I am. I'm basically him. Did you find Craig's monologue this time... It was almost documentary-like. If that documentary was about a man who had a mental illness where he kept seeing inanimate objects come alive. Yeah, he was talking about how he doesn't trust his toaster. Like, if you played sad music over it and then had, like, a family member go, Craig's been like this for weeks yeah. now, it would be really sad. If it was like that like intervention show, <laughs> if they were doing that and he was like, and I don't trust my toaster and 
the blender's a lethal weapon and it's like, well, let's all, you know, let's all sit down and we've got to share some feelings about this. Please welcome our first line of defence, Craig Charles. Ever since the first chimp picked up a bone off the prehistoric floor and used to bash open the skull of a wildebeest, men have been obsessed with their tools. Millions of years on, and our homes are full of labour-saving devices. Toasters, refrigerators, microwaves, and that thing you bought at the shopping channel with the free introductory spoon. But lately, my house has been giving me the eye. I'm paranoid about being tumble-dried to death, and my food blender is now officially a lethal weapon. We live in dangerous times, and to prove it, six lifeless objects are now going to be brought dangerously to life to fight for a place in our series semi-finals. Let's open the tool cupboard. It's really weird. Yeah. But um, it's the standard now, isn't it? It so is, yeah. We've yeah. got to get used to Craig's monologues. That's right. We've got literally years worth of them, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so what do we do? Do we just go through the bots? Let's introduce the robots this episode. First, from St. Leonard's on Sea, Mace. Poor choice of name, given current social unrest. From Lee City Technical College in Dartford, Leviathan. Laser-targeted chainsaw. From Guildford, Wheelosaurus. Jurassic Parallel Park. From Huddersfield, Death Track. Red Go. From Worthing, Tantrum. Doomed to Flail. From Ipswich, Chaos. Something something veteran of Robot Wars. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, and I, how many times have we heard that phrase, veteran of Robot Wars, yeah. since we started, like, this podcast? Oh, God. Like, every 26 minutes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that, was a, that was a really, like, educated <laughs> guess. <Yes>, I... <laughs> Went through the numbers, and that's what I've got. Brilliant. Yeah, let's have a little chat about these robots now. So, Mace is... Basically a box with a slight wedge, and it's got a lifting arm, a very thin lifting arm, that could apparently lift a grown man, which is quite vague. Grown men range in size <laughs> dramatically, so... <laughs> but apparently around, it's around 115 kilograms it can lift, which is enough to lift the bots in this, but it's not that impressive. No, no. And then it has a flail on the back of it which is just um a bunch of little chains that spin at 2000 rpm it doesn't have a mace and that is disappointing oh yeah they missed out so much i wonder where they got the name mace from for this then i don't know it just sounds menacing yeah but my go-to thought is someone being sprayed with mace oh i see where did they come up with that when obviously the original mace was something maybe entirely like different. the feeling of flail chains hitting you is similar to being sprayed with the mace. patter of mace in your eyes, I guess. <laughs> Maybe it's it's quite a dangerous looking weapon when it gets going. When it gets going, but I can't see it doing more than scratching. It's not like the chains are exactly long and sharp, powerful yeah. things. If it was something else spinning at two thousand RPM, it would probably dominate at this at this level at this early in Robot Wars history. That's instead, it's just some chains flailing about. It looks like they get knotted as well a lot. Well, I mean, I suppose if you look at it this way, if you're in a boxing match and you tapped them on the nose and then danced back, it didn't do any damage, but it's a point. <laughs> so I suppose these flails are point scorers more than anything, aren't they? It causes visible damage. Yeah. 
And I suppose that's a that is a point. Yeah. yeah. Um, a sturdy but basic looking rock. A sturdy but basic looking bot. Did you nearly call it a rob? <laughs> I call it a rot. I don't even know what that means. It's like a short version of robot. A rot. Rot. Yeah, but there is another short version of robot. Bot, which, which is more universally known. So I'm going to stick with that one, strangely Good. enough. Good answer. Um, it has supermarket trolley wheels. Just thought I'd mention that. That can't be reliable, can it? I, I mean, I've pushed plenty of supermarket trolleys in my life and... That's not fun. <laughs> well, I suppose that's not being pushed, it's being controlled. If you could remote control a supermarket trolley, maybe it would be a bit better. Maybe. Or is it just going to start listing to the left for no reason? Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Good point. Yeah. It depends how you distribute the weight of the um, of your groceries inside the trolley, though. I guess. So we're overanalyzing shopping trolleys now out yeah. of nowhere. <laughs> that's Mace. That was Mace. Moving on. Leviathan. Leviathan. Get it? Because they did Leebot last time, mm. and now it's Leviathan. Because they're from Lee? I don't know. I think they're from, like, Lee College or something. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I never really noted down why they go with this Lee theme. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Leebot that. was, what, not very successful last time? Most famous for being absolutely smashed by Mortis. It just got... yeah. Hammered. Lee Bot's the one that had the lance. Remember that? The unnecessary lance. Yeah, the well, well it wasn't a lance. The arm that came out and stroked. Just, just the, gently the sort of came out of the bot. They have gone completely <laughs> the opposite direction. Now they've been like, they, they have now got, like, screw you power. They've got laser-guided chainsaw and snowplow. <laughs> Why does a <laughs> chainsaw need to be laser-guided? Why does anything need to be laser-guided in this competition? <laughs> but nothing's projectile, so it doesn't need it. That's true. Uh, the chainsaw, in comparison to the robot, is tiny anyway. It's quite a, a tiddly little chainsaw. I mean, chainsaws are chainsaw. I'm not going to, like, grab a running chainsaw barehanded because it belonged to Leviathan, but it's, it's a, still, you know. It's a big bot. It's yeah. a very, very big bot. Apparently, it was way over the weight limit and had to have a lot removed. Really? Yeah, so Ooh. God knows what that was. It looked fairly complete, but... Did they hey. take off some panels? Maybe lost some armour or...? Possibly. I mean, I it just it just looked like a huge... It's a huge box with a big flimsy scoop on the front. Hmm. Does the scoop rise? I don't think it does. It just seems no, to be No, it just there. sits at the front like, like a snowplow snow would. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, wouldn't you weigh your bot before turning up for the competition? Yeah. I would definitely weigh the bot first. That's... you. Yeah, surely you'd want to work... Either you work up or you make your ideal thing, then work down. But don't turn up weighing too much... Hoping that what? They're not just not going to weigh your robot? Exactly. One interesting thing about it, it mm. has a five-wheel system. Five wheels. Five oh, wheels. yeah. Why? It has a fifth wheel in the very centre that can be lowered to increase traction. Oh, okay. Which is not a terrible idea. That's a good idea. But it is more weight. It is more weight, <laughs> on yeah. On an overweight robot. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's true. A nice idea, though. Yeah. So they've certainly put more effort into this one. Then Leebot. Yeah, they've yeah. tried something completely different. They've gone with the chainsaw and scoop. Not sure why, neither have been particularly successful before, but mm. that's what they've gone with this time. Yeah. We'll see how they go. The veterans. <laughs> <laughs> that phrase. All right, moving on. And we've got Wheelosaurus. Victorian pram wheels on robot wars. 
Well, I wanted to have something that could fall over. The, the best attack is to turn a robot over, and I thought if I could make one that could get itself up again, I'd stand half a chance. Wheelosaurus. Yeah. So Wheelosaurus is a Axel bot, the first thwackbot looking bot we've seen in Robot Wars. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, it is. it's the first one where it's just the two wheels and then the big swinging weapon in the middle. No body to speak of. There is it's just two wheels and a weapon. Yeah. So it's technically the oldest robot if you count how old each part uh, is. You're actually going by the age of the part because this one has Victorian pram wheels. Yeah, over a hundred years old those wheels. Wow. I don't what? think the people originally making those prams ever thought this is how they'd end up being used. Can you imagine? When they said Victorian pram wheels, in my head I'm thinking they are going to last five minutes. They're pretty sturdy in general. They though. made those pram wheels out of pretty firm stuff. Well, the trick was he put wheelie bin lids over the top. Oh, that's a good idea. Was it wheelie bin or was it dust bin lids? Bin lids over the top of them. There was bin lids on them. Bin lids on them. Yeah. And that seemed to work. It's a horrible looking robot, intentionally. It mm. looks like something from Fallout or something else, yeah. post-apocalyptic. Junk put together yeah. to make this horrible thing. It's a reserve bot, so it's in due to another bot being really? withdrawn as opposed oh. to originally being accepted. Interesting. I don't know, it's, like I said, it's the first of the two-wheel axle bots that become the thwack bots in the future. Mm. So whether it's the very first one made or whether it's just the first one in Robot Wars history, I don't know. But it definitely starts a trend. There's always a robot like this from now on in all the series. So the whole point being the one-man team, Peter Gibson, it's his method of not being flipped, which is fair. It works. Can't flip something that doesn't have an up or a down. Yep, there you go. You know, Brilliant. Moving on, we've got Death Track. Death Track. Now, I've wrote down red and pointy. What have you got? It's U-shaped in the gap of the U. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to have these two... Very, 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 very long wedge spikes as the weapon. Um, It's invertible. It's red. It's a very basic robot. <laughs> uh, it makes me feel like that because they've increased the number of episodes and robots for Series 2, similar to Series 1, they're still kind of saying yes to a lot of people. Obviously, they're not saying yes to everyone because they haven't used reserve bots and whatnot, yeah. but it still doesn't take a great bot to be accepted on Robot Wars at this point. Maybe they're looking at this one being used as cannon fodder, something for Sir Killalot to beat up. I have a feeling a lot of robots on this are there because they thought Sir Killalot will smash that and it will look great, as opposed to... Exactly, yeah. 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 I mean, they're still trying to make entertainment, aren't they? So they're thinking, we'll put this bot in and it will look great when it gets smashed into oblivion. The name doesn't suit the robot. Death Track. It doesn't have tracks... And it sure as hell isn't going to cause any death. No. Red Pointy would have been a better name. Red Pointy. Yeah. The two big spikes that come out, they resemble... Oh, what is it called? The horseshoe crab? Like It's like tail at the end. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. just two big, long, pointy yeah. things. They don't particularly look threatening, but... It's I don't know. Like it that. has an insect-like quality with the spikes on, but otherwise it's just a red box. Not a death track. Not a death track. Ah, uh, see. And that brings us to Tantrum. It's a tidy looking bot. It is. Yep. Red and yellow. Colours of the immortal. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Very well played. 
a flail and a rammer at the back. A not just a rammer, isn't it? Just it's like a natural. It's a spring-loaded bumper. Is yeah, what they call it. But yeah, a, a rammer, something to for the blunt impact. Mm. The flail on the front. What is the flail on the front? What's the, what's actually flailing on it? Because it just kind of looks like a big cylinder. Yeah. Well, I say big, thin but long cylinder with mm. spiky bits coming off it. It looks like a um, one of your manual lawn mowers, ones that don't aren't electric, and you just roll them along, and has the rolly thing on the front. I mean, we're obviously we're watching it quite low quality, so I didn't see. Didn't get a great look at what the front of, of it, it looks like. Oh, so we're looking at a picture, and it just sort of has lots of little spikes are they yeah that will turn i guess on, turn. One, on one cylinder that spins yeah so it's more like a combine harvester <laughs> it's, it really is yeah huh i don't quite understand the wheel system maybe it's supposed to be like that did you notice the wheels no so one on each side of the back yeah as is standard but at the front there's another three wheels mm. on each side so six in total in a triangular formation. And from what I saw, they very rarely touch the ground. Ooh, and I'm not sure then? what the point of it is. Why the triangular formation? I don't know. I get it's invertible, but surely you can use two sets of wheels. One for the bottom, one for the top, and then when yeah. it flips over, it's always got the... Is that what they're thinking? or yeah, but why, why six wheels on the front and two on the back? No. Six in a triangular formation. I don't quite get it. Maybe there's a reason behind it. Maybe this is something people do. They just went OTT with it and just no, maybe it's started just... panicking and putting wheels everywhere. Maybe it's just, maybe <laughs> just to make it look different. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Lots of flails. Is this like the proto spinner? Maybe this was, yeah, yeah. Maybe this they is... thought flails were going to be what spinners would become. Do you know maybe, what I mean? Maybe, yeah. It's yeah. the start of the... The spinny stuff. Things that go round and round and round and hurt a lot. Yeah. That kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Things go round and round and round and hurt a lot, like <laughs> you said, but not like saws which have a tendency for the blade to just break up and or fly off in the case of Sergeant yeah. Bash. With a saw, season. you're trying to slice through, but with flails and spinners, it's the impact itself, itself that yeah, does the, the damage. Imp- yeah, so, you're right. Yeah. It cost £500 and took 200 hours to build so that's actually i mean 200 hours is a lot of work but 500 pounds is pretty this cheap. is a budget bot team member chris weeks built pine beds that would always collapse what mm. <laughs> you shouldn't have kept building probably, the beds, really. yeah probably should have kept that collapse part out of the uh description Shouldn't when you? when asked about himself <laughs> oh i always build beds that just collapse <laughs> Could have just stopped at the word beds, really. Yeah, oh, I always build beds. beds. Oh, so you've got building experience. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> Not a successful building experience. <laughs> I can build pine beds that would always collapse. So in theory, that's this that bit of trivia could <laughs> apply to anyone. <laughs> yeah, I would have kept that to myself. I yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, and that takes us to... What the final bot to talk about? Yeah. Chaos. Chaos. The main difference is we've gone for two wheels instead of four. We're using the same two motors. Um, we've also got a weapon this year rather than just a square cube and pushing people out of the way. Hopefully we can either lift them or spear them with a ram. Successor to Robot the Bruce. Yep. It still shares some similarity in design. It's well, got the um, see-through polycarbonate armour. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's the kind of an evolution of it. Now they've gone, they've put a wedge on it instead of a lifting arm. They've kind of modified it a bit, but it's it's still got a bit of a box kind of look to it. It looks like they've still gone with the whole, they want to force through everything, mm. pushing as opposed to still being anything else. Mm. I think the arm was more intended to help them get back up if they're flipped over which we'll get to later yep. on. It's still it's faster than most of the bots at the time. It's 12 miles per hour, which is obvious when you're watching it. It gives it a lot of pushing power as well because it's still a heavier bot. Mm. Um, the flipping arm itself is powered by a cylinder taken from the nose gear of a McDonnell Douglas F4 Phantom II jet. Wow! All that for that little arm. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it a powerful arm. It must do. But the issue I find with the whole thing is the ground clearance is huge. And that arm itself is a good... I mean, it's hard to tell the dimensions exactly, but a, a fair few inches off the ground, maybe four or five inches off the ground, which means you can't actually get under anything with the flipping arm. Hmm. So they end up using the arm most of the time. They raise it and just use it as a ramming spike. Which makes sense, yeah. yeah. It's a shame they can't use their arm as a flipper more because it's not actually on the ground and therefore can't get under the robots. So it's, yeah, unless it managed to pierce through someone and then launch and them. And then launch them, yeah. which is very ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're looking at a very unlikely scenario there. <laughs> very good. And that is our lineup. Two returning teams. Veterans yeah. of Robot Two Wars, veterans. I think you're trying to say. Leviathan and Chaos. Robot the Bruce mm. being there, do they say sixth seeded? Seeded at sixth? Yeah, so they had a lot of faith, I guess, in a way. Well, it's because, I guess, was it the first one eliminated in... Yeah, it was the first one eliminated in the grand final last time. Yeah. Um, flipped by Roadblock, so that's why they they was, they came sixth, so they're seeded sixth. That makes sense. There we go. So the natural system, almost. 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 Yep. <laughs> Shall we go to the gauntlet? A very typical intro, but not as detailed as they usually go with it. Designed to make any robot quiver down to its circuit boards. There are three paths to choose from, each as dangerous as the last. They have to make it down to that end zone, but gnashing their teeth and grinding their saws in anticipation, our house robots are Dead Metal, Sergeant Bash, and the evil Sir Killalot. Yeah, you feel like the lovely Forrester is sort of just going through the motions, but quite quickly and briefly. Yeah, we don't get an introduction yeah. as to each of the routes they can take. No. Every single detail, which is good. It means there's more time for actually what's happening. So yeah. we don't need to be told every episode what the gauntlet is. It's pretty self-explanatory. Now, they've changed it already. Before, it was a brick wall in front of the middle route with the ramps, mm -hmm. which robots were often getting stuck on. Circular lot would come and kill them. Mm -hmm. They've replaced the brick wall with barrels 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 full of what well, i assume to be nothing because they fall over and disappear very quickly and easily are these the barrels from that um trial that Probably, other time yeah, yeah. Mm. is this fair you've now already within one episode changed the gauntlet meaning it's easier it's easier yeah. you've made the gauntlet easier robots from the previous episode would have had an easier time with this gauntlet yeah. the ones who got kept getting stuck on you know concrete blocks which are much heavier than empty barrels yeah. so those bots that struggled through that had it hard really yeah they had yeah. a harder gauntlet to go through 
Maybe that's why they changed it. Maybe they thought uh, these bricks are a bit... I guess maybe they were worried that they would eventually have a episode where no one got through the brick wall. <laughs> and it would be really point. awkward. Yeah, it would be really, really awkward. Let's go to the gauntlet runs and see how people do with the barrels then. Here we go. So first to run is Mace. Mace, a pretty standard solid run. They go through the barrels, up the ramp. Small issues with the house robots, but more of a case of the house robots blocking them in. Kind of just dragged dead metal over the line with it. Yeah, actually has quite a lot of power behind it. Just kept going forward and got across the line. They complete the gauntlet and that usually means you're going to go through since... I don't think we've had it come to what where everyone's speed. finished it. Yeah, no, we have to go no. down to the speed they do it yet. They know they're through. So yeah. they're safe, really. Second so. run. Wheelosaurus comes next and struggles with the barrels. Struggles with the barrels. It's just it's not the right shape to be going through a wall of something. It's the burden of the thwackbot, really. There's mm. no control and this gauntlet, you know, you have to have a bit of control. Yep. And when you're all wheel and the route you're taking is the route that's made to sort of trap you mm. it's not it's probably not the best route he could have taken no but he, he goes for it anyway gets over the ramp after a struggle with the barrels and then all hell breaks loose yeah i have no idea what happens the, all of a sudden we're just seeing close-ups sergeant bash is leaking gas everywhere his coal flamethrower and gas canister comes off from the top with no explanation Apparently, Wheelosaurus has done it, but the way it's cut, it's like all of a sudden there's like four robots on the screen, and you can't yeah. tell what's going on. And then they put a close up of yeah. it. They're all knotted into each other. It's just a mess of metal. It's crazy. I think what's happened is at some point during that mess, Wheelosaurus has moved its weapon, mm. the axe thing has swung, and just somehow got a grip yeah. on. Um, Sergeant Bash's flamethrower and taking out the gas canister. The only thing I can think of. Seems more like luck than it was pure power by Wheelosaurus. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's caused some damage. A lot of damage. And that went in its favour. I mean, what would, in the end, it was 11.7 metres. 11.7 metres, so yeah. a little over halfway. It's That's safe, really, isn't it? Reasonably safe, yeah. yeah. Most, again, there's almost always one that fails right near the start. <laughs> so. Oh, yes. Okay, after that comes. Leviathan. Oh, no. no, 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 no. Backstage we see Leviathan, sorry. And apparently they caught fire. <laughs> They've not, Having done, not anything done anything yet. yet. <laughs> well, from the brief interview we get, all we really know is it's not wired up correctly. Yeah. Where, why, how, anything like that, we don't know. We get but to see some tension they... in the team there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One team member blames the team member who wired it up. So In I'm a guessing... very sarcastic tone. <laughs> <laughs> something to do with the electronics has gone wrong when they were t- attempting to test it or just turning the machine on to go probably into the arena. Just turn the machine on. They were probably due to go next and they've had to be held back because of this. Did you hear the older team member go, I do not know Robin. And that's <laughs> yeah, all I caught out of the rabble of them trying to fix it. <laughs> that was great. What a way to go if they had to go like that. <laughs> Caught fire before they entered the arena. Straight out, which would make the whole gauntlet redundant. Yep. The rest of the bots could just sit at the starting line and it wouldn't matter. That's a really good yeah. point. I didn't think of that. So anyway, so it's actually Death Track next. Yeah. Yeah, actually goes for the Corridor of Doom. Yeah, the Ramrig route, as mm. Jonathan Pierce calls it. Horrible nightmare-inducing wall that closes in on you with giant circular saws and spikes. Yeah. 
that's the way they went, which seems like a bad choice. I'm guessing they had a lot more confidence in their ability to control this robot than they yeah. actually had. It's a really bad choice, isn't yeah, it? They yeah. are struggling to control and are doing the typical thing a lot of robots do when they go down this corridor, which is veering left and right and constantly hitting. Exactly. You're just bumping sort of... from one side to the other. And then they make the mistake of starting to go backwards to try and, you know, straighten themselves up. But they've just lost all those meters now and they're no better for it. Yep. And they're still stuck. Poor run, 4.8 meters Ouch. Not looking good. Nope. So now we get to see Leviathan. We do. They've got three minutes to fix it, but obviously they do because the next cut, we see them out there. They're on the podium. They look worried in their booth, but they're going to give it a shot. First thing I noted about Leviathan, actually seeing it in comparison to the rest of me, it is a big robot. It is, isn't it? Very, very big but not not much heavier or anything like that. Obviously, they had to take stuff out, but now in terms of the weight, not heavier or anything like that, just large, bumbling. It does, does, yeah. It sort of just bumps into the barrels, bumps around a bit in general. I mean... It's going okay. It's just... It's it's working. I suppose that's the most important thing. It's not on fire and it's working. So Killalot just decides it doesn't like it and starts beating up Leviathan in a clear attempt at trying to make Leviathan go out. So I'm guessing backstage they were like, okay, if Leviathan can't even run, what's the point? Let's just get it out there and have it taken care of. Yeah, exactly. It's tinfoil hats. Considering Sir Killalot doesn't get involved in any of the other gauntlets for this episode, that is. This one, he just suddenly decides, oh, I'm going to go trash this one, even though he didn't go down my route. He turns up very quickly and proper lays in. Not just nudging or anything like that, but very specifically targets yeah, it. Grabs with the, the wheel, bends the wheel it. quite a bit, lifts yeah. it up, flips him over, pulls him back. And after all that, it gets 5.1 meters, so it's still more than Death Track. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I guess I didn't dear. go as they intended, no. but it was very clear what they were trying mm-hmm. to do. They wanted Leviathan out because they thought, I'm guessing. Like you said, once yeah. they saw there was issues running it, they didn't want it in anymore. No. But in the end, it only really got cosmetic damage and it's it's through. It's through. It's, through. it's beaten it's the worst one, through. so it will go through. Yeah. Okay, so that takes us to Tantrum. Tantrum? Um, I don't have much to say about this run. It's a well-controlled, solid run with no major issues. I mean, they, they do the run. They do it. That's they, it. <laughs> they go straight yeah. forward and it works. Good it's on over. Them. Yeah. Good going tantrum. Well done. Finish. Moving on. <laughs> uh, straight to chaos. Chaos is really fast. Yeah. Chaos is really fast. As a matter of fact, it seems like they haven't got used to the speed when they first start because yeah. it, it struggles a little bit to start with, but only because of its own speed. Yeah. It's veering off and stuff. But once they get to grips of it, once they know what they're doing with the control, straight up the ramp brute force their way through the house robots, yep. no problem. Using similar techniques to Robot the Bruce, just brute forcing their way through, knowing that they've got good, solid armour, well-built, so they know they're not just going to break down. Yep. Go forward, you'll win. And Death Track is out. Death Track is out. Didn't get to see much from them in the end. We never got to see Death Track with its giant spikes in. No. So we never we, know how effective they truly no. would have been because they didn't run the gauntlet with the spikes. They were removable. So, hey, well, maybe if they had the spikes in, 
they'd have technically got further because of how long yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, it was only think... 30 centimetres between it. Exactly. All they had to do was just lean forward slightly. All they had to do was go for the middle run and get over the ramp and they would have exactly. done it. Exactly. Death track are gone. That's the end of death track. That's it. We move on to the trial. Well, one robot's off. Another's going to be pulled off in the trials. Now, although it pains me to say this, sometimes there's no substitute for brute strength and ignorance. A lesson I think we all learn at the end of a school bully's fist. And hey, it doesn't get any more brutal than this. Two robots chained together in a tug of war. Each of our surviving robots is going to take the strain with dead metal. Whoever puts up the worst performance is going to be pulled into the pit of oblivion. So hey, let the trials begin. Trial this week. Tug of war. Versus? Dead metal. Dead metal, well done. I know, I had to actually look down and think. I don't know why, but tug of war does not interest me in the slightest. No, me neither. Why, I wonder why they chose dead metal, though. I thought they would have either chose... They couldn't choose to kill a lot, because no, there'd be no point. That's not fair, is it? But shunt seems like the one you Shunt's the obvious one, because Shunt's the, the pusher. He's the push bot, he's yeah. the one with the traction, he's the one with the power, because it's a compact yeah. bot. But they go with dead metal. I'm guessing maybe dead metal has better tyres, perhaps? I always figured it was just a crusher. Maybe they just didn't want an overpowered bot doing it. Yeah, maybe they wanted to find something balanced. Something that could be beat, but won't always be beat. Yeah. Fair enough. That's what they go with. Rules, very simple, as laid out by Craig. He jumps over the pit as well during this. Yeah. Very enthusiastic. Definitely. Um, It's tug of war. They're both on a platform. they got to pull one to the middle the one that goes to the middle first loses and in the middle is the pit just to make it more dramatic sorted yep held together. is it by a rope or a chain I can't remember chain I'm going to say chain I feel like it's a chain yeah yeah let's go with chain yeah no. okay so tantrums up first and just sort of gets steadily pulled in by dead metal very slowly yeah surely um 16 seconds thereabouts yeah. lasts do you reckon they're kind of doing it slowly on purpose? Because I'm pretty know. sure Dead Metal could have just tugged that thing right into the pit. Possibly, but I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure because there's something else that happens that makes me wonder what's going on with mm. this. But we'll get to that in one of the okay. later ones. So, okay. Tantrum didn't really stand a chance, but mm. yeah, it just goes the way it is. Next up, Leviathan. 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 I think it's supposed to be pronounced... Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You pronounce the word Leviathan, but they're Lee-bot, so mm-hmm. Leviathan, but it's like spelt Leviathan, so mm-hmm. I'm going to call it Leviathan. 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 <laughs> this is the problem with this trial, mm. tug of war. What the hell do we say on a podcast when it's just a tie? How do you commentate over... Yeah. Two robots. They literally stay still. They just, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the chain goes straight, so they're obviously pulling, and then seconds pass, and then that's it. Survived. Done. Yeah. It's dead heat. That's it. Yeah. They tie. There's not much more to say. Nope. Good job, Leviathan. You tied. Leviathan has tied, survived, they like to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, Wheelosaurus. Now, this one confused me a little bit. Oh, when I first saw that. Willosaurus was going to be trying to do a tug of war. I burst out laughing. It was not designed <laughs> has, to do no, this. I mean, the Victorian pram wheels don't even have tires, let alone no. traction. So there's it's steel on a steel floor. Yeah. It's going to slide along, no problem. Mm-hmm. But it it looks like it's putting up a fight, and then Dead Metal 
as um, Jonathan Pierce says, oh, it was toying yeah. with Wheelosaurus. Yeah. I don't call it toying with Wheelosaurus. I call it fixing it. Tantrum lasted 16 seconds. Yeah. Wheelosaurus is toyed with oh, until the 16 second mark God, yeah. and then pulled in within two seconds, meaning Wheelosaurus, despite not standing a chance, lasts 18 seconds and gets through. It's a mm. tinfoil hat moment. Oh my god, the conspiracy's alive. They liked the look of Wheelosaurus, they liked the unique Axelbot thing going on, it was mm-hmm. the first time they'd seen it. It's cool looking, it's got the junk thing going yeah, on, yeah. they love talking about the Victorian pram wheels, yeah. tantrum, nothing that special, so... They don't, it. don't drag Wheelosaurus yeah. in until the 16 second mark's gone. They didn't even try to hide it. The moment 16 seconds goes over, goes over the clock, drags it in. Wheelosaurus no gets pulled. It launches in the air as it's pulled into the yeah. pit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, it, this they, is the conspiracy they moment. It. They wanted it's still Wheelosaurus going. to go through. They didn't want Tantrum to go through. The Robot Wars conspiracy continues. Yeah, wow. very rigged. Very wow. very rigged there. That was. Okay, we'll remember that going forward. Moving on, and it's Mace. Another stalemate. Again, yeah. there's not much nope. to say. Just holds firm. Tug of... Yeah. Imagine tug of war, and nothing happens. Yeah. There's nothing to say. Mace no. go through a good survival. Solid bot, as it's shown throughout the yeah. episode, so... And then that's it. Good on him. Dumb. It's not... No. Well, yeah, we've got chaos next. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Mace is done. Oh, Mace, Mace, Mace is, is fine. Yeah, 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 fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on, yeah, Chaos. Now, they left Chaos to the end. Do you think they knew that Chaos had it in it? I think they knew Chaos was the only one that really stood a chance. Mm. Um, the speed, the strength. They've already seen Robot the Bruce, their previous, ro- previous robot in action. This yeah. has the same drive as Robot the Bruce, so yeah. it's going to be just as strong. It has great traction. Mm. I think they knew this one had the best chance um so yeah i think they saved it to the end because they knew that if any robot was going to win over dead metal it would be chaos and yep. that's exactly what happens exactly and it's basically the opposite of the very first one we saw against uh, tantrum where it was a slow but sure mm. pull into the pit pretty cool we see dead metal finally get <laughs> defeated yep. in the end that was quite nice it's done all very dramatic and jonathan pierce actually screams humiliation which is great <laughs> Great stuff. Chaos through because they're the only winner, so they come top of the rank. Big time. And who's eliminated? Tantrum. Tantrum are Tantrum eliminated are because they wanted Wheelosaurus to go through. They fell victim to the Robot Wars conspiracy. See, yep. But no one cares because there's massive cheers from backstage. They're watching it on like this giant... Oh yeah. Do you remember back in the 90s? They didn't have large monitors, or at least Robot Wars didn't have large monitors. So they've just got lots and lots and lots of monitors... And each one's showing a square. Yeah. yeah. So they got what I think nine old, yeah, big tube televisions yeah. stacked up in a grid. So mm-hmm. they have. Uh, but how do you do it so that each one shows a different part of the image? Isn't that the wires back behind that must have been crazy? Yeah, I don't know. Unless you can make them interact in a way that they act like one screen. I guess. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. It might be similar to how people use. Um, multiple screens on pcs now and stuff yeah yeah probably i don't Maybe. know Maybe. i haven't got a clue really we no. don't need to make <laughs> we're making a bigger deal out of this now anymore. really I mean, yeah. we're looking at this too much it's it was like a brief four second shot yeah, of this. you barely see the video wall. <laughs> yeah. it's more about how everyone's cheering because chaos overpowered dead metal exactly and everyone's going nuts about it so that takes us to the arena 
get the actual fights. Man, Craig Charles is pumped. He really He's is. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> uh, so the first match we get is Mace versus Leli Leviathan. Yeah, Mace versus the Big LV. Mm-hmm. Match starts. Mace manages to get slightly underneath. Yeah, they go head on. Leviathan's scoop is pretty flimsy, so that's how they get underneath quite mm. easily. Uh, Leviathan get trapped with the house robots. Oh boy, yeah. And they just get the hell beat out of they them. They get yeah. wrecked. It may be a big robot, but it doesn't really have much to it. The no. chainsaw, what's that made it's out folded of? folded like paper. Yeah, it just bends, but yeah. it bends and then flicks back to its original yeah. position. So it's, it's like, like a novelty rubber chainsaw. <laughs> it's not, it's, um, it doesn't <laughs> cause any damage to no. anything. And just It's like a prop. Oh, man. It's terrible. All the steel shell loosens. Yeah. So it's just wobbling about yeah. on it. It's not really armoring it much did not stand a chance leviathan are falling apart on light contact mm-hmm. with any of the other robots house robots or mace it goes to a judge's decision it didn't have to did it didn't it? have but... to it's a clear <laughs> I mean, one-sided fight yeah mace wins easily they didn't have to try really no goodbye leviathan yeah and that moves us on to chaos versus Wheelosaurus. interesting dynamic for the fights they've got something that's supposed to be powerful and flipping but it's against an axle bot that can't really be flipped so the problem with wheelosaurus is trying to flack when you're that slow because it wasn't quick yeah so it this, can't get any flack traction this is one of those ones where the weapon is fully controlled as mm. opposed to using like force momentum to use the torque to then like yeah. do a sudden stop or something and it swings the weapon. It's but like you said, it's not very quick. No. So it just sort of lumbers about as these big pair of wheels of dustbin lids on the side yeah. of it. Chaos mostly just bash into Wheelosaurus. They know they're not gonna flip it so they don't try, which is clever. No, exactly, enough. yeah. Um within seconds Wheelosaurus trapped in the corner and gets the hell beat out of it by shunt and matilda this is why they wanted wheelosaurus to go through so they could play the revenge storyline yep. because it took out a bit of sergeant bash there Again, you go taking the actual competition side of it oh yeah, it's, it's not been that. they literally they pounce it's the hyena attack isn't it they yep. just all over it there's sparks flying everywhere chaos could have started this fight broken down and still would have won because they mm. would have just had the house robots beat up Wheelosaurus as revenge for shot Sergeant exactly. Bash. Now, to Chaos's credit, though, they are being chased by dead metal for a while. Yeah, but nothing Not comes threateningly, no. dance no. around, and yeah. then dead metal push Chaos really hard into the like arena guardrail, and almost... Oh, the spear through the barricade was awesome. Spear through the barricade, yeah, <laughs> full on. Yeah, it was dramatic, but it didn't kill him. No, it didn't so, cause any yeah. damage. It was done very safely. Um, great bumping ability by Chaos. Does this go to a judge's decision? Or did they just call it? I think they just called it, because Wheelosaurus yeah. was annihilated. Yeah. How many shots do you think Shunt got with that axe? Because even when you oh, cut to Chaos yeah. and Dead Metal doing their mm. little thing, all you hear is... Dung, yeah. Dung, Repeatedly. Dung, dung. Puncturing it. Yeah. Couldn't break those wheels, though. That's no, the it thing. didn't break no. the wheels. It broke basically everything else. Yeah. So the Victorian wheels probably came out of it with a few dents and scratches. Yeah. That is where you want Not to get your bad. wheels from. Yeah. 
So, Chaos wins, obviously. Which brings us to our final, Mace versus Chaos. Two very similar looking robots facing each other. It is, isn't it? They're the same shape. They have the same weapon at the front, which is that lifting arm. Yep. Chaos just has the brute force and, um, was it polycarbonate armor Mm. versus Mace's more traditional steel armor and a flail on the back. That's the difference between the two robots. Very similar though. So obviously at this point in time, that design works. Yeah. So quite early on, Matilda gets involved. It's so tough to call these matches when... So obviously, there's obviously someone pulling the strings. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like the house robots are always so heavily involved. Mm-hmm. Like they when they saw the first season, I'm guessing they liked the first season, but they were worried we'd get more of the more boring side of it, so they wanted full-on interaction from the house yeah. robots. And it really causes some of these bouts to suffer because most of the matches just aren't that fair. No, not at all. The house robots seem to be charging in with a specific target. They ignore one bot and all just pounce on the other. Here, Matilda gets involved and Chaos very quickly gets wrecked. I mean, Chaos start the match trying to get the flipper go yeah. um, used. And like you said, immediately into Matilda. Matilda flips Chaos. This is my favourite moment of the whole episode. This is one of my favourite moments I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so subtle, but it's brilliant. <laughs> Chaos are upside down. And you can tell they're quite they're they're fine with that. They're, they're thinking, yeah, we're going to show them what what our robot can do. Something <laughs> a little different, something a little new. If we just use our flipping arm and self right, uh, everyone's going to be like, whoa, look what he just did. We've never seen that before. You can't be flipped. <laughs> it's going to be this moment. Poor George Francis is there in his booth. These amazing moments. Everyone's cheering in his mind as he does it. <laughs> presses <laughs> the button. <laughs> presses the button. It sort of it starts ha- to tip over and almost lands on its wheels. But because of the shape of the robot, it just lands on its back as opposed to on... Yeah. Well... It just gets stuck on its side, yeah, really, more or less. It doesn't go all the way over no. and get stuck. Just there with the, well, now basically pointing upwards directly. <laughs> oh, God. And that's not the best moment. It. The best moment is when they cut to the booth. <laughs> George Francis is just there with the controller and he just basically drops it. And his, his arms go limp when he realizes that they're stuck it's, and there's nothing they can do. I want to make a video up. with that where the moment that happens, you get the Hello Darkness, my old friend starts playing. <laughs> you have flashbacks to Robot yeah. the Bruce being flipped over. <laughs> <laughs> he had this mechanism. It was going to work. It was going to finally oh. do it. He was going to be the first robot to self-write in Robot Wars. And, and it, it all came crashing down. It did not work The out. look in his eyes, he knew, he knew it was over. And then over. they cuts to them later <laughs> after all bit of fumbling around then they never get back onto their feet it cuts back to them in the booth again and he's not even got the controller anymore yeah, he's just throwing the, the towel <laughs> he's just watching now <laughs> he's just watching this robot he spent hours pouring over Aww. get destroyed happily i mean he's fine with it it's the nature of robot it's, wars it's, but it's yeah, just exactly that one moment he was gonna make history man he was gonna do it he was gonna self-write and it didn't work it didn't work and it just kind of ended up looking sad yeah, but the idea was there. The idea was there. Yeah. Keep it in mind. Yeah. So we actually get to see some flail now. 
We just see the flail uh, in action a bit. And against actually, the clear armour, yeah. It scratches it up, yeah. but it doesn't really do damage. No, it, it's not real damage. Superficial damage, but it'll still contribute to points in a way, I guess. In a way, I guess, not the points are needed because Chaos were flipped over. <laughs> real shame, but Mace comes through in the end. They don't take it to a judge's decision. even no, though Mace has won. Chaos do end up on their feet. It's only because the house robots are beating him up so badly they accidentally tip him back over. Yeah. So it's it's already a win for Mace. But it's clear they don't have any kind of timer for immobilization or not a solid one because no, he was surely out you'd for have ages. called yeah. Cease. Yeah. When Chaos was tipped over, was on its side and couldn't move. Well, I mean, uh, they're probably not following rules they're following guidance from the director or something so the director was like let it run yeah it does feel like that you know it feels like that a lot again very house robot heavy definitely chaos gets pitted by sir kill a lot in the outro yeah they get the traditional sir kill a lot kills everything moment not as controversial as last episode but still felt very fixed in the end there was definitely something going on huge influence happening here in terms of action it was all right there was never a dull moment really other than the tug of war the tug of war was actually the worst part yeah by by a long shot um it was really boring it's all down to one moment which is whether or not someone goes into the pit whether you can win the tug of war everything leading up to that's boring it's not like the traditional fights where everything leading up to it is the fun part yeah and the gauntlet is the gauntlet I think we're used to it by now, but yeah. it's still the same old, same old, has its flaws, isn't fair because now it's changing up. I mean, well, what's it going to be next time? Is it just going to be an empty room so they can just go through to the end and not yeah, have an issue? Exactly. Where where are the rules? Where's There's not been well thought out. There's no consistency, is there? No. Yeah. They haven't thought out the rules very well. But they're not thinking about rules. They're thinking about what is the most over-the-top moment we can yeah, put on the screen want, to get people watching. They want over-the-top, yeah. highlight real moments, yeah. and they know the th- weapons they have to cause that are on the house robots, mm-hmm. and that's where the damage is going to come in. That's where the moments are going to come from. Yep. The competition comes second fiddle to destruction. There you go. That is that episode. That is the episode. What would you give it? Um, The action was good. I'm going to give it a fairly good... Two and three quarters. Okay, I I gave it two and a half because I feel it's just a very bog standard episode. Mm-hmm. It's for season two anyway. Yeah. It is very bog standard, like you yeah. said. Decent enough action, decent enough robots, not particularly memorable for wrong or right reasons. Yeah. In the end. Even the controversial moments aren't anything compared to what we've seen or what will happen. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, and the tug of war just sucked all of the energy out of yeah, the thing. Yeah, it must have. It must have really sucked to see that live, live because yeah. you've got to go through the whole. It has to be set up every time. Yeah, you think, and they have to chain them up and they get the robot out and do this and do that. It must have been a real chore watching that live. Definitely, it's probably half a day of filming just for that as well. Inevitably, but would be. That's that one. We have our second. Um, I think it's semi-finalist technically, but second one's go yeah. through the heats yep. uh, in Mace. Solid bot. It represents the episode very well, to be honest. Yeah. Not a memorable yeah. robot, but perfectly solid and standard. Exactly. This is an episode of Robot Wars. The end. That is it. That is it. It's literally, it was an episode of Robot Wars. There was nothing outstanding. Like I say, Mace is a very competent bot. 
there it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> There's not much more to say. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. I liked it, but I'm not going to remember it if you ask me about it in a couple no, of months. Moments like um, your backstage moments with Philippa and the teams. I didn't feel like I got to know the teams well, other than the Wheelosaurus guy. He seemed yeah, to have some personality, yeah. but they didn't focus on them much. It would be literally cases of is your robot all right? No, okay. I mean, the moment I'm going to take away is the moment with Team Chaos. And uh, things going wrong. Yeah. That's that's the, literally the moment the, that's going to stay with the me. The almost was. Yeah. I'm kind of glad it didn't work out because the very first self-writing mm. shouldn't have been used on this episode. No, no. It would have been a really huh moment as opposed to a way Considering moment. like now um, in the 2016 series, we were seeing self-writers so powerful that they launch themselves into the air and land <laughs> on their wheels. a few times you know, and land upside yeah. down again. <laughs> <laughs> crazy thought all right well that'll do and we will go on to record the next heat yeah and hopefully some more juicy conspiracy tinfoil hat moments which seems to be the the underlying theme really <laughs> big isn't it? time definitely we don't have a sign off oh no we do have a sign off because we have to tell everyone about our twitter <laughs> yeah, we do it. We're like, okay, well, we're done now. <laughs> we're done now. Let's turn it off. <laughs> we have a Twitter account. It's at podcast activate because someone else got at activate podcast, and we aren't bitter about it at all. And we have a Gmail. You can email us. At, do you check the emails? Because I yes, don't. I, do. yeah, I don't think worry. one of us does. <laughs> I mean, we've been telling them for this and just ignoring it. Man, we didn't even do a mailbag this episode. We're terrible. We're gonna have to do a mailbag next episode. Okay, thank you very much. And oh, the Gmail actually is um, activatepodcast.gmail.com. Very good. Thank you. And we'll catch you next time. See ya.